Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. Righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience, continuing yep. some well-doing seat, no nope. glory and honor, and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious, and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Uh, Great Luke, yes. You an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' tell you? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue in sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue in sin? Christ is the way, yep. never gonna win, nope. trying to make it to heaven, yep. get there by sin, nope. follow the commandments, yep. everybody got choices, I chose this walk so I keep on trying, everybody got choices, choose the right path and nothing can stop us, everybody got choices, righteous life, devil don't like that, nah, everybody got choices, choose the right path to save your soul, never going back, no, 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 forward to the kingdom, yeah, Wow. 
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose we got to choose, y'all. We got to all right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. Shalom and good morning. Balakwar Tawab in the ancient Hebrew greetings. To the 12 tribes worldwide, to Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, Zebulun, Ephraim, Manasseh, Gad, Reuben, Asher, Dan, and Issachar. To those people here in North America of Negroid, Hispanic, and Native American descent, so-called Shalom, Yahweh, Bahasham, Yahweh Shai, Barak, Hassam, may the Most High and Christ bless you. It's your guy, it's that dude, it's Mashaba, one of the teachers here with the ISBHPK, the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge, with school locations in San Antonio, Texas, at 4444 Walsam, um, uh, San Antonio, Texas, 78217. Uh, that being headed up by the brother uh, Warren Ayers, Shanshuan, and Dawiyah, and the crew. The the school location is there, and they have classes every uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 to 9 p.m. um, Central Standard Time. And then also the Sabbath, Sabbath morning starting at 10 a.m. Uh, they go over the Sabbath reading, uh, the, 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 the Sabbath ceremony um, here in San Antonio. If you're in the San Antonio area, please uh, come check them out. They also have to help support their business. To help support uh, the school here in San Antonio, uh, they do have a kiosk set up at Rolling Oaks Mall. There's a kiosk set up at Rolling Oaks Mall called Eastern Fragrances, um, where you can get the latest in, 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 in your body oils. Uh, and smell good. Uh, they, 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 they do a great job. They've been doing that for well over tw- uh, 23 years, well over 23 years, going on about 25 years, as a matter of fact, here in the San Antonio area. And it, it provides employment uh, for, for, for young men that, 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 come, into the, that come into the school that, that need some direction, um, uh, that need, need some foundation, need some structure. Uh, it's called uh, Eastern Fragrances. Uh, please support them and, and check it out. It helps, it helps fund the school and helps and keep these young men uh, keeps these men employed uh, and operating as, as productive members of the Israelite society or the Israelite nation. Uh, there's also um, another business that they have established called On the Mark Move. On the Mark Move is a movie company uh, that they, that they've established uh, for 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 for, for uh, again for uh, for young men for us to be able to stay together, be able to work together. Uh, but also being able to uh, take care of their families. It's called On The Mark Move. No job is too big, no job is too small. Uh, matter of fact, my my wife actually volunteers with them sometimes, her and my daughter, so where they actually help. Um, uh, if you need help packing um, uh, for for a move, if it's an office, if it's a, if it's a room, if it's a uh, – they actually move, help people my, like what my wife wants, my daughter do. They actually help. Um, just move stuff out of storage, believe it or not. They, they, help, they help this one sister um, move stuff from her attic, her attic, uh, attic into, you know, and, and just helping her sort through stuff. And it's, it's a lot of stuff she's acquired over the years. So 
On the Mark Move provides this service to where, yeah, if you even need help just getting stuff out of your attic, if you need stuff help getting stuff out of your basement, if you need stuff moved from your house to a storage, um, you know, a public, a public storage or what have you, uh, no job too big, no job too small, they can accommodate you. They, 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 they've moved across country. They moved from city to city. Uh, on the mark move um, is bonded, licensed, insurance, uh, you, and you're, you're, you're in good hands. Uh, you're going to be in good hands. Uh, if you want access to on the mark move, <clears throat> on the mark move company, um, you can contact your brother Sam Chuan. I need to get his number. I don't have his number offhand right now. But you can also go to the, to the kiosk at Bowling Oaks Mall and speak to the brothers there at the Eastern Fragrances. They can definitely get you in contact. Or you go on Facebook. You go to Facebook. Um, it's on the mark move on Facebook. They have, they have a, 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 like a web page you account set up on, on Facebook. And you can get in touch with them. And uh, they can run their prices by you and everything and, and, and get that established. So to help support the, the school here in San Antonio, um, I mean, from on the mark move to uh, Eastern Fragrances, uh, your support helps helps keep them going and everything else. Uh, and with the sisters, they have um, Israel Wear, uh, established here in San Antonio also. And Israel Wear is, is a service uh, where if you want garments made, and if you see, if you look, check out the, the website, isbhpk.com, isbhpk.com. Um, they got password pictures up. I, I think they have last, last year's pictures up, but they should be in the process of, of uploading this year's pictures, and you'll be able to see some of the, some of the beautiful works and designs that um, Israelware uh, does provide. You can reach them on Facebook at Israelware on Facebook. Um, that's where the sister uh, Labia um, uh, is kind of headed that page up. But if you want anything made from shirts to to uh, uh, friendship shirts, friendship blouses, uh, for men, women, children, um, to, to, the, to the robes that brothers wear, to the gowns that sisters wear, to dresses, the skirts, to uh, the headwear, to the sister scarves, to the brothers' uh, wraps, the brothers' uh, uh, turbans, my zampas, uh, the brothers' scarves, uh, or uh, one thing a warden eye is bringing back in from old, old, old school that goes back to Junior Yohana and uh, the original one West is the berets, uh, even going back to you know, Jenny Hanna and uh, High Priest Lahab. That, that, was, that was one of the things that they really brought into the nation with the wearing of the, of the berets. So, uh, yeah, check them out at Israelware on Facebook, uh, and you can get in touch with them, uh, and they, they'll take care of you. They'll take care of you, all right? Uh, and that's to help to support the school here in San Antonio, again, at 4444 Walsam. Uh, please check them out. In Houston, uh, we have a school located at... Uh, I haven't memorized it yet. I got to hear them from the magnifying glass. The school in Houston is located at. Come on now. Let me try this. Two thirty one FM. Road 1092, that's uh, 251 FM 1092, uh, located in Stafford, Texas, which is, you know, right there in, in, in Houston. Uh, zip code is 77477. Why is this so blurry? Forgive me, I, I, I just don't like this. I don't know why it's so blurry, why it's not coming through clear. 
the content uh, person out there is the brother Quatrezat, and he reached him at area code 303-557-8979. And they have classes uh, Mondays and Wednesdays starting at 7 p.m., going to 9 p.m., again, that's Central Standard Time. And then on Fridays, they have class from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. And then on Saturdays, starting at 10 a.m. They're in um, uh, Houston, Texas. And they also are doing uh, oils called Sweet Ambiance as a way to help support the school and keep, uh, keep things going out there, as well as other businesses as far as uh, if you go to isbhvk.com, uh, you'll see uh, we have the Chosen Creations, Sweet Ambiance, um, uh, Israel Wear, um, and all these are set up to help help keep them going, help fund the schools in Houston, in Norfolk, and also in Rochester. So we ask that you show support online. That's the best way to get in touch with them. And get a monthly subscription. Go ahead and start your monthly subscription, y'all, to, to um, either Sweet Ambiance, a monthly subscription, a monthly subscription, to uh, Israel where, where you can actually get every uh, every month according to whatever subscription you pay for and that you sign up for it. Um, uh, as you can get from Israel where they'll actually provide you a, a T-shirt, a Friendship T-shirt, the T-shirt of the other month, a Friendship T-shirt for men, women, or children. Um, and according to whatever, whichever um, subscription you subscribe to, uh, you can get a T-shirt with the, the headscarf or head wrap or what have you. Um, this is uh, get your, your your Hebrew gear up. Um, get, get, help you get your your Hebrew um, uh, uh, fashion statement up. Uh, they can provide that for you uh, by subscription, and it really helps the school out. Um, the schools in San Antonio, uh, in, in Houston, the school in Norfolk, and the school in Rochester. So please check that out and uh, get your monthly subscription going. And even with uh, Sweet Ambiance. Sweet ambiance, get, get the get the flavor of the of the month uh, for men and, and women and children. Get the perfume oil um, uh, uh, flavor of the month that, that sends you uh, according to your subscription. But you can get your uh, get your uh, uh, your thin ounce roll on of the flavor of the month uh, 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 just as a subscription to keep it going. But please don't forget, you can still get your your homemade soaps, your homemade uh, beard oil. Oh. The homemade beard oils, your homemade uh, um, uh, bath bombs, your homemade um, uh, uh, hair oils, they're really doing it out there. They're really doing it big out there. Um, again, with Sweet Ambiance, you can get that online. All right? You can get that online. The best way to get to it is isbhbk.com. Um, and you, I'm telling you, some of the greatest natural products that you ever want to deal with, um, please check them out. And, again, help support the schools in Houston, Norfolk, and Rochester by supporting that way. The school in Norfolk is located at 2610 Granby Street, 2610 Granby Street, uh, Norfolk, Virginia, uh, 73517. You guys, you see, I'm trying to read this. The contact brother, the person out there, obviously, is your brother, Kazakia, Priest Kazakia. Uh, you can reach him at area code 757-300-4047. And they have uh, classes out there in Norfolk from uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 
starting at Tuesday, Thursday, and Fridays, starting at 10 p.m. going to 9 p.m., and that's Eastern Standard Time. And then again on Saturdays, starting at 12 noon, right, after, they, after they complete the speech speaking. And, and then last but certainly not least, uh, we have the school located in Rochester, New York, which is headed up by Priest Zion. The brother Zion doing a great job out there. Priest Zion, uh, his contact information is 757-762-3917. Again, doing a great job out there. And their school location is 1600 Lyle Avenue, suite number 1A, uh, Rochester, New York, uh, 14606, out there in Rochester, New York. And their class schedule is also Tuesdays, Thursdays, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, on Fridays, from 8 p.m., to 10 p.m., and then on Saturdays as well, starting at 10 a.m. So those are school locations that we do have for the for uh, the Israel schools of universal practical knowledge um, here in the Americas. And we do invite everybody, uh, please check them out. And, and, so, and show your support, please, show your support. And then for the... Um, ISBHPK Bible Talk, um, kind of a mobile unit, if you will, uh, with, with uh, myself, uh, the brother Tazapa, who has Tazapa Tuesdays, and I, as well as the brother Balabad on uh, uh, Friday Night Breakdowns with Balabad. Uh, we have our classes uh, Monday through Thursday, uh, 10 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Uh, Mondays. Monday through Thursdays, and then again on Friday nights, uh, starting at 7, 7 p.m. to 9. Again, all these Central Standard Times. Uh, please check us out. Please check us out. You, you know, the brother Tazapa is got his, his uh, show that he does on Tuesdays, Tazapa Tuesdays. If you really want to get involved with history, if you, if you, if you, if you have a problem with history and you want to try and you, you want to start to learn about how history connects with the Bible. The Brother Tons Paul is doing a great job with his classes right there. I, my, my hat's off to him. He's doing a, a wonderful job. Um, right now he's going over a series. Um, uh, uh, the, the Greek assimilation, the, uh, the Israelites assimilate with the Greeks. Oh, brothers and sisters, the way the brother comes across in his class, it's a lot of information, but he brings it up with very, very, Easy to be understood, real easy to follow. Um, him and his wife, Asadaya, um, uh, are, are heading that up. Please check that out. All right, please check that out. He's doing, he's doing an excellent job with that. Again, he's a history buff. He, history is his thing. He really, he really gets into it. You want to check him out. All right, he's doing a great job with that. Um, and then on Fridays, uh, we have the brother uh, Barnabai doing, doing uh, Bible breakdowns. Uh, again, uh, this brother brought the we're going back. Uh, he's been in, in the knowledge for the past, since 93, since uh, 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 1993. Great brother. A great brother, a great teacher. Check out his classes. Again, excellent job. A- a- excellent job. And then it helps show support for uh, some of the blog talk things and, that we have going on. And I'm not going to forget about the, the wedding coming up, but 
there's uh, Eastern Oils or EO Pure Therapy uh, located at Rolling Oaks Mall here in San Antonio, Texas, on the J.C. Penney wing of the mall uh, on the first floor. That's diagonal from the H&M uh, 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 clothing store. Again, EO Pure Therapy located again at Rolling Oaks Mall. Uh, come check it out. The Sister Quadashaya uh, and the family um, present to you also uh, uh, the latest in handmade uh, bath bombs, the latest in handmade soaps, uh, facial scrubs, um, beard oils, fragrances, uh, and the soaps. You can get them. Uh, you can get the, the scented soaps and whatever scent you desire, um, from 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 lavender, um, lilac, lily, or, or what have you, as well as whatever perfume or cologne oils you might might or scents that you might like. They can custom make you some actual soap um, upon request. They're doing a great job with that right there. Um, as well as CMOS. Uh, they also sell the CMOS capsules and, and, and holistic uh, um, uh, products. Uh, check them out. Again, EO Pure Therapy, located in Volgo Mall, J.C. Penney Wing, other mall. Check them out. And money from that helps support the uh, EO Pure Therapy Event Center, located at the Sears Wing of Volgo Mall, uh, upstairs, uh, where coming up May – 21st. Listen up, y'all. Uh, let me let me do it like this. Let me do it like this. Let me do it like this. Let me try and bring some some attention to this. May 21st uh, here in San Antonio, Texas at the EO Pure Therapy Event Center located on the second floor uh, of London's Mall on the Sears Wing of the mall. Uh, any and all Hebrew Israelites are invited to the wedding of the brother Ariah and his, and his wife uh, uh, Kaliah. Come check it out. It's going to be May 21st, 2023 at the uh, Rolling Oaks Mall. Uh, EO Pure Therapy Event Center, located, again, at the Sears Wing of the Mall. Uh, I got to get the time. I have to get the time, but that's going to be the wedding ceremony uh, uh, being uh, being done by Hebrew Israelites, for Hebrew, for Hebrew Israelites, and uh, joining Hebrew Israelites. It's the first time it's been done here in San Antonio uh, among the ISBHBK family. Um, the brother Ariad once is inviting everybody. Uh, please come and check it out. It's going to be a great time. Right? It's going to be a feast. Uh, and it's actually, it's actually going to be presided over by the brother Tazapa. You know, and let me say that too. I, I know he, he, when he hears this, he's going to be <laughs> a little shocked. But if you would like to get married um, and you want to go through the whole whole wedding ceremony um, and have it quote unquote legalized in the eyes of the American government system or legal system. You can look up. Please get in contact with the brother Tazapa or the brother Nahar. They are ordained ministers um, uh, and can actually perform wedding ceremonies that are, are that are recognized by the legal um, um, teams of America or what have you. To where, from American standards, you can legally get married with the marriage the marriage certificate, marriage license, and the whole nine. 
and also now have an actual Hebrew wedding done and presided over by either the brother Tazapa or the brother Nahar. You know, you can contact the brother Tazapa, Eric code 314-487-9110. Hope I said that right. 314-487. I'm just so used to hitting, you know, hitting his face on my phone, but it's uh, 314-482. I'm sorry, 482-9110. Uh, hit the brother up and arrange with him. You can actually get married. And, and with the EO Pure Therapy Event Center, there's another there's another fine place that you uh, you can come. The place is huge. It, it can accommodate any number of people that you would like to have invited to your uh, to your wedding or have have it done. Please contact uh, the brother Tazapa. Again, Eric code three one four four eight two nine one one zero or the brother Nahar. Right, who is also an ordained minister, recognized by in, in America as a minister. And you can contact the brother Nahar, not just for his comedy or his community works that he does, but, uh, uh, again, to get married. Uh, Erico 210-909-7752. Erico 210-909-7752. And the brother Nahar, or the brother Tazapa, if you actually want to get married, um, and and I believe they're, they're in touch also with, well, I know they're in touch, not believe, but I know they're also in touch with the Burial Society, uh, the Hebrew Israelite Burial Society. Uh, Taz, the brother Tazapa is a member of that. So if you have a burial and you want to, you want to preside it over by a Hebrew priest, um, contact the brother Tazapa or the brother Nahar. Uh, they, they can accommodate you, right? They, they, can, they can arrange that. And you don't get that done, so it's done in a Hebrew way, a Hebrew Israelite way. For me, a wedding, uh, the wedding ceremony and feast um, with the, the legal paperwork for, for recognition in America, and, or also like the burials or what have you. So they do provide these services. And Brother Nahar has been doing this for years. Brother Nahar, that's an amazing brother. Uh, he's been doing this for years. Again, and you can contact him at Erico 210-909-7752, or you can contact uh, the brother Tazapa. Uh, if you'd like to go ahead and go through the, the wedding ceremony, the, wedding, the Hebrew Israelite wedding ceremonies, they can provide that for you. And do not forget, please do not forget, coming up Sunday, May 21st, 2023, at the Rolling Oaks uh, Mall Yield Pure Therapy Event Center, located on the second floor of the Rolling Oaks Mall in the Sears Wing of the mall. The brother Ariya will be will be joined in 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 wedded bliss. In the, in the wedding ceremony, uh, Hebrew Israelite wedding ceremony uh, at the mall. So please come and check it out. And again, the the event center is being funded 100% totally by EO Pure Therapy. So we invite you to please um, check out EO Pure Therapy. Help support. It's helping fund and keeping the EO uh, Pure Therapy event center up and running. We're also we're providing on Sundays. Um, uh, I'm starting a Zoom class. I'm not sure if it's going to be Zoom or uh, Google Meet. Uh, we're, we're starting our Hebrew classes. I'm, on, I'm starting my Hebrew classes. It's going to be on Sundays from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, going over Hebrew and, and the uh, 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 the soldiers test. You're uh, welcome to join. Hit me up. Uh, I'll send you out the link, and you'll be able to join us that way as we go over uh, the Hebrew and the soldiers test on Sunday. So. Please support the EO Pure Therapy, that it does keep that the, that facility going uh, as, as a, 
as an event center for all Hebrew Israelites near and wide um, everywhere for us to be able to congregate and be able to come together. All right? And how did I forget that? Oh, for, for, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. And coming up a week before Ariel's wedding, a week before Ariel's wedding, May 14th, 2023 will be this uh, the second Passover. Will be the second Passover. Um, for those who were not able to attend the first Passover, Sunday, May 14th, 2023, the second Passover will be held um, uh, from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the uh, uh, Comedy Center located uh, uh, on. Uh, the corner of Walsham and Austin Highway, across the street from the school. Uh, again, if you missed the first Passover, uh, you're able to attend the second Passover. And they're asking this for a hundred dollars per uh, hundred dollars per family um, uh, offering. I'm going to say a payment, but an offering to help uh, fund it. To get, again, to get the lamb, to get the the the, the, the lamb, the unleavened bread, uh, the wine, the grape juice. Um, the, the bitter herb, so we can have and congregate and have the second Passover at the Brother Award, the Sword of Truth here in San Antonio will be will be hosting. Uh, please come and check it out. And that's going to be Sunday, May 14th, 2023, at the Comedy Club. And I'll give the exact address for that also. Um, they did have an invite, an RSVP they were, they were sending out. I'll see if I can get hold of that. Um, so that anybody who did not was not able to attend, to attend the first Passover, that you can attend the second Passover um, Sunday, May 14th, 2023, uh, here in San Antonio, Texas. And you can contact the brother of Warner Iyer, um, or for more details. I'm trying to get everybody to go support the businesses. For more details, go check out Easter Fragrances. Look at the kiosk across from where the Victoria's Secret um, store on the first level of Rolling Oaks Mall right in front of where uh, Victoria's Secret was, um, Eastern Fragrances. Come check it out, and you can get more details about the second Passover uh, from the brothers that are there. All right? Try to show that support. Try to show that love. Try, try, try to uh, push it out there. Uh, that is about us being uh, gather ourselves together. Yeah, gather together, oh, nation not desired. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let me do that again. Let me hit it up. Let me hit it up. Let me hit it up. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, cool, brothers and sisters. Uh, I've been on, on this thing lately where I'm, I'm really into not only you know, the study, obviously, and everything, but I've been checking out a lot of uh, uh, of, of Black documentaries, um, uh, Hebrew Israelite. When I say Hebrew Israelite, there's a lot of documentaries. Um, I use, I, I, I might even mention the, the streaming service that I use, but I've been just doing a lot of research and, and checking out, just getting into in, in the history. Not like what Tazi is doing; he's getting really diving into the biblical history. But just like the what going, things are going on in America, I, I checked out recently um, the life of Riley, which is a life documentary uh, autobiography of BB King. Whose, whose first name was actually Riley. Um, BB, as you as you look at his his his, uh, his name, his autograph, BB B period B period, and that was given to him uh, 
for how well he played the blues when he was young. That that man, when he played the blues when he was young, he was called the blues boy. That's how he was recognized, as, as the blues boy. Uh, and that's how he got the, 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 the title, the name B.B. King. But his actual first name it was, was Riley. Um, I checked it out. It, it's amazing when you go and, and check out the life histories and the life stories. And to me, you get some of the behind-the-scenes uh, uh, information about what people have been through, what people have gone through. It, 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 just, it just gives another depth. It gives another an, another layer of of, of understanding. Uh, to, for me, another layer of understanding about our experiences here in America, um, and how we really are the people of the Bible, and relating Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight and the curses of Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight, um, as well as the curses of Leviticus chapter twenty-six. That we that there is no way we are not the people of the Bible. There is no way that we are not the Hebrew Israelites from our the the, the, the curses. Which when we go to Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight, I'm using this this, this time for my introduction. I, I understand when we go to Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight. <clears throat> Let me pull it up here on my computer, y'all. And we read verse 15 first. Actually, let me go straight to the point. We'll go to uh, verse 45. When we go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, we start at verse 45. And it says, again, this, this, was, a, this was a warning to the Hebrew Israelites. It was a warning to us to, uh, by Moses when, when we came out of Egypt. And this was Moses, his la- some of his last words. The book of Deuteronomy means words. All right, the actual book, Deuteronomy, the word Deuteronomy means words, meaning these are the words that Moses spake to us right before um, his death. It was like the last month before we actually entered into, into the promised land. It was the last month of that 40 years that we were actually in the wilderness and that we would come to the end of that 40 years. And because of, of, of Moses lo- uh, losing, losing it and, and striking the rock and not giving the, the glory to the Most High, that the most I said, all right, cool. You're not going to go into the promised land. You're going to be able to see it, but you're not going to be able to go into it. So these are the last exhortations, the last uh, uh, admonishings, the last warnings uh, that Moses gave within that last month to the Hebrew Israelites. And here in chapter 28, we're getting the blessings and the curses. We're getting the blessings and the prophecy of the, of the blessings that upon the, the, the obedience for the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel, for the 12 tribes of Israel, for the Israelites. And for our obedience, there'd be certain rewards and, 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 and benefits and privileges that the Israelites would enjoy upon our obedience as a nation, not as individuals. But upon, then it goes into, from verse 15, it goes into the, the consequences of our disobedience, of what would happen to us and it being prophesied what would happen to us. For being, for being disobedient unto the Lord our God, unto his laws, his statutes, his judgments, that would consume the whole nation, not just individuals, but would consume the nation of Israel, the Hebrew Israelites, the 12 tribes. All right? So jumping down to verse 45 of Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 45, and it says, Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed, because that hearkeneth not unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. 
So again, this is Moses really trying to trying to let the Israelites know if we don't keep the laws, the covenant that was established with our forefathers upon our coming out of Egypt and walking through the Red Sea and, and, and arriving at Mount Sinai, where the Lord God literally married the nation of Israel, made a covenant, made a vow with the nation of Israel, and the nation of Israel made a vow with the Lord God Almighty, beginning with the Ten Commandments, that that was, that was the wedding ceremony, if you will, of God marrying and, and joining himself to the Hebrew Israelites and Hebrew Israelites swearing that, yes, God will be our God and that we will be his people. We will be united in that. And that now, here, if we did not keep our end of the covenant, if the Israelites, the 12 tribes of Israel, did not keep the end, their end of the covenant, these would be the curses that would happen to the Israelites for not keeping our end of the covenant, for breaking our word, for breaking our vow which is very, very serious in the eyes of the Father. It's something very, very, very near and dear to his heart. Every idle word that we speak, shall be, we're going to be judged by. Again, as Israelites, as, as we gave our word, we're going to be honored by We have to keep our word. If not, this is going to be the consequences. This is what the Godfather is going to do. When you think about the mob, <laughs> you think about the Italian mob, and if you don't pay a vow, if you, 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 you break your word to, to a mobster, the godfather is going to uh, uh, offer you something that you just can't resist. And here's a father saying, if you break your word, these are going to be the consequences. This was, these are going to be some of the things that are going to happen to the Israelites, to the 12 tribes of Israel. So in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 46, it says, and they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. That these curses that was going to befall the Israelites, they were going to be upon the Israelites for a sign. If we're wondering who the Hebrew Israelites are, who the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel is, not on just a, a, a spiritual sense or what have you, but we want to know who, who were those people that Moses led out of Egypt and God made a covenant with, all we got to look for, especially in these last days, and we can look throughout history, but especially in these last days, then let's find these curses. These curses are like the, 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 the bread trail, the breadcrumbs, leading the trail back to the Hebrew Israelites, like Hansel and Gretel getting lost in the forest with the uh, um, gingerbread crumbs, whatever, that if we follow these curses, if we track these curses, track these events, we track these these, these uh Consequences, that we check the reason for these consequences that befall this particular group of people is because of this particular group of people's disobedience to God's laws, statutes, and commandments. To this particular group of people's that they broke the covenant, the contract, the vow that was established between us and God, the Heavenly Father. So, again, in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 46, it says, And this shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder. If we're wondering why do these things keep happening to this particular demographic of people, why does this demographic of people, uh, being called either minorities, 
being called, uh, again, Negroes, Westinians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, Seminole Indians, Argentinians, Chilean, Brazilians, Columbus, Panamanian, Mexicans here in North America at this particular time. Or we track throughout history, why do these events keep happening to this people? Why do they keep going through these? Why, why is every time um, um, they get some type of economic uh, um, uh, benefits or get economic uh, 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 how do I want to say this, y'all? Empires. Can you trace us throughout history that we we were the kings and queens of Europe? We were the kings and queens uh, in Africa. We we set up. Um, you go and, again, do the research, places like Germany. The word Germany actually means genuine. And the reason that that, that moniker was given by archaeologists as the name um, to those people is when you trace their history back and their archaeology back, they trace back to being the genuine 12 tribes of Israel when we were scattered during the Assyrian captivity and kicked out of Israel, kicked out of the promised land, and that they traced the migration or, or the 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 um, exile of the Israelites up through Europe and that the Israelites settled in what became known as Germany, that the original Germans, that wasn't Adolf Hitler, but that the original Germans were the Israelites. And that's where they got that moniker, genuine. When you trace, again, the, the migration or the, or the uh, exile of the Israelites coming out, out, of, out, of, out of Israel, you can trace them uh, back to Spain, that the original name of Spain was Iberia which is the Gaelic name of Hebrew, Iber going back to Eber, meaning the descendant of Shem, where we get the name Hebrew from, that Spain was called Iberia. That's what sometimes you might even see in, 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 in books today, or um, uh, that's called the Iberian Peninsula, that Spain, before it was called Spain, and, and, and was conquered by the um, uh, by Caucasians, that originally Spain was settled by the Hebrews, Iberia. That's why it got its name. Uh, when you look at England uh, and the travel of the, of, of the Saxons and the travels of the Anglos, and you trace them, their migration um, and exile out of, out of Israel up around the Black Caspian Sea, and as the Saxons and Anglos, Angles, uh, through wars and what have you, that they settled in what became England and Britain, that the name Anglo goes back to angels, which goes back to the 12 tribes of Israel, the Israelites. Saxons, being the, uh, going back to, the, again, a Gaelic name uh, um, of Isaac's sons, all right, that the original Anglo-Saxons, when you trace them back, goes back to the Israelites. The Anglo-Saxons being the angels, the sons of Isaac. Who are the angel sons of Isaac? the 12 tribes of Israel. Even England, the term England goes back to angels' land. Again, being the home of who? The exiled and the uh, uh, migrated 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. When you go back and look at uh, uh, Irish, Irish goes back to angry men who are the Israelites. Um, uh, British or Britain, going back to covenant people, the word Brit meaning covenant, a Hebrew word for covenant, that being the Israelites who made a covenant with the Lord God, 
that you see and, and, and understand that we settled in our, in our migration and, and, and exile out of the promised land because of our disobedience to God's laws, because of our disobedience to God's uh, the covenant that God made with us, that we spread throughout the whole four corners of the earth, and we set up many empires. We set up many, 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 many empires, and we had so many civil wars amongst ourselves. We were fighting amongst ourselves, and we were, we were very wicked. I'm not saying that we were in these places or in these lands and that we were righteous. No, by, far, by no means necessary were we righteous. But for the empires that we established um, from Transylvania, uh, from from uh, Yugoslavia, from all the Slavic countries uh, there there in Europe, Poland, that we originally settled um, with all the economics and all the resources that we had, that these places fell, even though we were the entrepreneurs, that that we had we owned the land, we had um, uh, the land, so we were responsible for our own produce, we were responsible for our own products, we were responsible for our own resources. We were responsible for our own, uh, again, economics, that for all the ideas that we have today here in America, that these are the things that we need to start and get together. Brothers and sisters, you go back. We were the ones who built Buckingham Palace. We were the ones who built Cambridge. We were the ones who built, um, uh, uh, what's the other uh, university? Um, I uh, Buckingham Palace, uh, Windsor, Cambridge, Oxford. All that was established and built by us. All the, the castles that, uh, from Germany, Poland, uh, all throughout Europe, the Israelites built. We, we built. We were very wicked, but we built them. When you go back and look at St. Petersburg Square, even in Russia, that was established by Israelites. That was established by us after, after our, our forced, uh, again, exile and, and our forced exile out of the promised land. We built Moscow. We built St. Petersburg Square. Go back and look at those buildings of, of the Kremlin, and look at the, the gold, the gold, uh, uh, the gold tip spheres and, 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 and architecture of, of Moscow, ancient Moscow. That was us. We built all these places, but what? But we still fell. We still fell, and coming here to the Americas. The mighty empire of the Aztecs, the mighty empire of the Incas, the mighty, the mighty, um, the five civilized nations of the so-called Seminole Indians, um, the great uh, uh, metropolises, metropolises that the so-called Native Americans had built here in North America, um, some of the great empires that were established in South America. That we had the land, we had the resources, but then what kind of history did we have amongst each other? all the slaying, all the killing, the cannibalism, y'all. Here in the Americas, the Israelites returned to cannibalism. That was us. All the drugs that we got into from the cocaine from back in the day, the, the, the cocaine, the, uh, the cocoa leaves, the, 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 the tobacco, the sage that we were using to get high even back then, the cigarettes, the cigars. That was all us. The incest, the uh, bestiality, the again, the cannibalism that we got into enslaving each other. And yeah, we are the Israelites, but we by, by by no means were we righteous at all. And we can look and see where we had the, 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 the rising and the fall of our people. It has been a continual cycle. 
because we as a nation of Israel have never turned back to, we have not repented, and we have not kept the commandments. So before I, again, go, go, go down that rabbit hole and that, that, that well, let me finish up with verse uh, 46 again. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 46. And this shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. Why? Verse 47, because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart, with the abundance of all things. And the key I want to also kind of focus on, not key, but I'd like to bring attention to is in verse 46, is upon thy seed forever. That going back and looking at some of the, our entertainers, some of the great people that have become uh, entertainers or, or, or celebrities among, amongst our people, uh, looking at, again, the life of B.B. Uh, King, um, going and checking out the, the movie Respect, uh, uh, with uh, Aretha Franklin, um, checking out uh, the life of Louis Armstrong, uh, checking out the life of Dizzy uh, Gillespie, that the blues music, the music that 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 the slaves, the descendants of slaves, got into here in the Americas, has impacted the whole entire world. Not just hip hop, but literally rhythm and blues. The old Negro spirituals have influenced the entire planet Earth culturally and musically. That there's not a genre of music that anybody can get into that does not trace its lineage or its origins back to the rhythm and blues, to the Negro spirituals here in the Americas, of, of what the slaves went through in the Americas. You just, it can't be, you can't, you can't deny it. You can't deny it. And then even musically, when you go back and, and, and do the research and understand that Mozart was black, a Hebrew-Israelite. Uh, uh, Beethoven, a Hebrew-Israelite. Um, that what became known as classical music was called chamber music. That can be traced back, again, to the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel, to Hebrew-Israelites. We weren't in righteousness. We were not being righteous at all. Go back to <laughs> Amadeus, good Lord. That was an adulterous, lust-filled man. Uh, you go back and watch the movies about, uh, and research about him. But you can see, again, from the lives that we've lived and the business and the blue, that that, no, that is us with no reason of a doubt, beyond, beyond reason of a doubt. We are, we are the Hebrew Israelites. We are definitely the Hebrew Israelites. And right now... Um, until we repent as a nation, until the Hebrew Israelites, we come together. First off, we're at a point now we had to come back and even just recognize and be, t- be taught that we're Hebrew Israelites and shown that we're Hebrew Israelites. But the next step after understanding that we're the Hebrew Israelites, we had to come back and now understand the reason why we're going through what we're going through as a nation. That is not now just coming to recognize that we're the Hebrew Israelites. And as we come into the knowledge and we find out that the so-called white man is from the nation of Edom and that the so-called, you know, uh, Japanese or, or, or the nation of Moab, the Chinese nation of Ammon, um, the East Indians uh, is, is the nation of Elam. It's not even coming, coming back and, and discovering, finding out those type of things. And now it's about us, uh, you know, just condemning uh, the nations, whatever. But we have to come back now and focus on and think about why being the Hebrew Israelites, being the chosen people of God, why are the Israelites going through what we're going through? Why are we here? Even for those Hebrew Israelites that have gone back to, to Demona, Israel, or gone back over to Egypt, um, or what have you, 
Why are we still subject and still going through? And why are we still subject to our enemies? Even if you're talking about living off the grid, which is impossible if you come back and think about it. One, one movie I, I, I just watched recently, that at this time I was becoming a classic, becoming very old. Y'all remember Will Smith's Enemy of the State? Let me try to put that up real quick. What year did that come out? E-N-E, Enemy of the S-T-A-T, State. Enemy of the State, y'all, came out in 1998. Enemy of the State with Will Smith and who was that white boy? Uh, uh, damn, who was the white boy's name? Um, Gene Hackman, all right? With uh, Will Smith, Gene Hackman, uh, John Boyd, hell, even uh, Regina King, uh, Jake Busey. Uh, and what's the other white boy's name? Barry Pepper. Barry Pepper. Brother, sister, that came out in 1998. That's what. From 2000 to now is 23 years. That movie is 25 years old, y'all. That movie is 25 years old. Now, think about the technology that was shown in that movie from 25 years ago. Y'all remember the satellite pictures that they was able to use? And not just satellite pictures. Remember how they was able to, to, to lock into, even when Will Smith's character was running down the, the tunnel, whichever tunnel that was, whatever city he was on, that they was able to, to lock into the closed-circuit cameras within the tunnel to have access to see where he was running to. This was 25 years ago. That they could lock into and get the... the uh, 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 if it was a camera period from ATM cameras to uh, travel light cameras or what have you, that there's nowhere you can go. They were able to pull satellite images from satellites that weren't even over uh, uh, America. That they had such, such a network of, again, satellites from 25 years ago that Remember how, how when the boy, the guy that was running, uh, who made the, the, who was doing a study on the, 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 the flight patterns of some ducks or something, accidentally saw the picture, the, the, the murder, or filmed the murder, uh, I'm lost to him, filmed the murder of that senator, uh, that when he was running from the NSA, and came up uh, into, I guess it was Victoria's Secret or, or some lingerie store or whatever that, that happened to be, that they was able to lock into the, 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 the security cameras there and were able to get the images of Will Smith's bag and able to see how the bag, the shape of the bag adjusted and moved by inserting that 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 that, that council that had the, the disc on it in Will Smith's bag. But that was from twenty five years ago. That was from twenty five years ago. 
do you are we going to sit here and actually believe that from them showing that movie 25 years ago that they didn't already have um, technology that was even greater than what was revealed in that movie 25 years ago? For us to be able to see that type of technology and stuff from 25 years ago, you know that that the technology that they actually had access to was far beyond what they were showing in that movie from 25 years ago. Remember how, how um, um, Gene Hackman's uh, uh, character, I forget his name, it doesn't matter, but how Gene Hackman's character was in that abandoned warehouse and he had the, the, the fences set up, which was supposed to be some type of barrier to prevent radio waves or whatever. Are we going to sit here and actually believe that if they can show that in a movie, if, if, if Hollywood Productions was able to show that type of thing going on 25 years ago, do you think they didn't already have the means to, to excel that type of, of, of technology that we had access to? Do you think that it wasn't already figured out that people would, would see what John, Gene Hackman's character was doing um, and then want to imitate and copy and got the idea that let me <coughs> let me now start doing the same <laughs> excuse me let me start doing it. Let me copy this. That that this, this, the surveillance operations that that Gene Hackman put into 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 play to protect his surveillance. That if they put that in a movie, a blockbuster movie, twenty years ago, do you think they didn't already have the technology to blow that away? For anybody who got the idea that from twenty five years ago that they're now going to go ahead and get off the grid, that they're not going to have Big Brother watching them. That they're going to go ahead now, uh, uh, um, outsmart the government, outsmart NSA, outsmart Homeland Security from being inspired from a movie that was put out 20 years ago. You think they didn't already have measures to counter, to 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 deal with people who might have just just now got the idea that that's what they want to do from 25 years ago? And are we really thinking that, that – y'all give me one second here. I'm, I'm seeing my time. I, I, I'm seeing my time. Cool. Are we really going to try to deceive ourselves into thinking that we can now, as we watch some of these movies or, or – inspired by some of these things that we're going to now run from these curses? I'm not saying these curses. I'm, I know I'm, I'm jumbling things up. I'm smashing things together. So let me, let me try and throw this down a little bit. If we look at and consider that from being exiled out of the promised land and becoming the great nations and great peoples of the world, and being exiled out of the promised land because of our disobedience to the Father, because we as a nation have broke the covenant with the Most High, and that we have literally been the greatest nations on the planet Earth. That when we come back and read Deuteronomy chapter 20 and verse uh, 15, but it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, 
to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. What does it mean to be overtaken? That as much as we're going to try and run from these curses, and brothers and sisters, we've been trying to run from these curses from when we first got pushed out of the land of Israel. From when we first got pushed out of the promised land, even coming to the Americas, we thought we'd be able to come over here and now be able to be fruitful, be able to multiply, and be able to prosper here in the Americas where nobody ever lived here before, where there were no other influences, no other nationalities in the Americas until the Hebrew Israelites came after the year 722 B.C. And we eventually became the Native Americans, so-called Native Americans, the first nation, the first peoples, Central and South America. And having these great continents, these great great places, and there was no other influence here, that if we didn't keep the, the promises or keep the covenant in the promised land that was given to us, we really thought that we could not keep the covenant, not keep God's laws, now in other these other lands, and that it was going to work. That as much as we have tried to run from these curses, they did, they still overtook us. I'm looking on TikTok. And I see my time. I'm looking on, on TikTok, and I'm sure they are on, on YouTube uh, YouTube Shorts. How many black cities, how many major, how many black communities were established right after, right before the um, so-called uh, Emancipation Proclamation? How many man, man-made lakes, man-made lakes were only, were only made to bury black communities that have prospered? That was ran by black people, established by black, slaves, former slaves, and were, come on, these, we're talking about the same slaves that were responsible for the crops, the, all, the produce that was, that was put together in America, from all the, the farming that was done in America, in, in the South or what have you, that these former slaves that were the tradespeople on these plantations that were the, the, the blacksmiths, the goldsmiths, that were the farmers, that were the herdsmen, that were the, 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 the horse trainers, that were the, uh, uh, that were the seamstresses, that were the, uh, the, the tailors on plantations, brought all that knowledge and established cities and established communities. And you're damn right they prospered. Yes, they they blew up. And then the so-called white man came and literally blew them up also. We're familiar, most of us are familiar with uh, Black Wall Street. Um, so-called, uh, not so-called, the, uh, the, 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 the Wall Street massacre in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where the first... Uh, use of air warfare was first employed by the United States government against the peoples, the, the black citizens of Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, for, for, for that revolt. The first time an airship was used by the United States government um, was 
the United States using the, the airplane to bomb Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street, which was a prosperous, booming town made up by black people, for black people, about black people, that had businesses, that had, had everything. There were so many of these established throughout America. But because of these curses, because we have not been keeping the commandments of the Lord our God as the nation of Israel, that even with all the talent and all the, the ingenuity and the know-how and the willpower that our people have, that if we just start from America and we go all the way back through time to the great metropolises and great places that we built up, they all fell. Because we as Hebrew Israelites have not kept the covenant. That we had our own gold. We had our own resources. We had we had land. I'm talking land, when I say land, I'm talking about think about having the country of Germany. Poland, Yugoslavia, Transylvania, Poland. Think about having North America, Central America, South America. That's been all us. And for all these things that got built up, most of us still blew on these things. We built Buckingham Palace. We built Westminster Abbey. We built Moscow, the Kremlin, St. Petersburg. Not only did we build it, we inhabited it. It was us. And I haven't mentioned the empires that we had in, 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 in Africa. Was that Mansa Musa, one of the richest, I mean, the wealth of Mansa Musa far exceeds anything that, that Tesla uh, or Elon Musk, whoever is so-called battling for the richest people on the, on the planet, please, their riches don't touch what Mansa Musa had. Mansa Musa tracing his lineage back to being an Israelite. But he wouldn't call himself an Israelite. He was a Muslim. The great empires that we had established in, 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 in Ghana, the great empires that we had established in Timbuktu, all Israelites, but we weren't keeping God's commandments as a nation. And all these places still fell, and these curses have still overtaken us. They pursued us and overtaken us. So now as we come here now in, 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 to America, we're thinking that we're coming up with something brand new. And remember the scripture says, in Ecclesiastes, there's, there's nothing new under the sun. A lot of us think that we're, we're being so, so using so much ingenuity and using so much, uh, uh, you know, because I've been meditating and thinking about this for so long that I got the new thing. Isn't that contrary to what God said, that there's nothing new under the sun? But again, let me, let me reel this all back. Let me reel this all back. All this is, is, is again, just I'm going back and looking at uh, some of these autobiography and historical movies and documentaries. Um, there is no doubt, not that I ever had any, but there is beyond a reason of a doubt. When you match these curses of the Bible and the calamities of these curses to the people 
there is no mistaking that we are the Hebrew Israelites. Not because of our righteousness, not because of our, 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 what's been our obedience to God, obedience to the Father. No. When we match these curses and we line them up throughout history, that we are the people of the Bible. We are definitely the Hebrew Israelites. There is no mistaking. There is no mistaking we are the Hebrew Israelites. Right. Now that I've got that uh, you know, off my chest a little bit, I should have did that, Tazafar. If it's, you get a chance to hit this later on, Tazafar. I should have did this right here. And I did this just for you because you, you, you requested it from a long time ago. But let me, <laughs> I should have had this playing in the background. Still popping music from the beginning of the <laughs> I, I should have had this playing in the background. I really should have. Um, let me let me see. Let's have a fun thing. I should I should have did that. My fault. My fault. I should have did that. that. But that was a great idea that you came up with. Um, let me get off my soapbox. Let me get off of this right now. Um, and now, now that I've got my, my voice used to talking this morning and, 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 and going and going about and everything and kind of got my mind settled, let me go ahead and take a musical intermission at this time. And we're going to continue on with the class, uh, The Christ the Passover, and we're doing part four. Right? The Christ the Passover, we're doing part four uh, as we get ready to, uh, to move on with this class. So with that, again, uh, stick around. Let me do this uh, musical intermission. And when we come back, we're going to be uh, jumping all up in this. Right? Splish, splash. I was taking a bath uh, up on a Saturday night. That Yeah, we're going, to, we're going to bathe ourselves. We're going to baptize ourselves in this word. All right, cool. So let me, let me uh, cue up this music. And when we get back with this, we're going to get into this class. All right? Here we go.
All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. All right, brothers and sisters, uh, where we left off, on, left off on Monday, where we left off on Monday, we just completed, with the help of the brother Gabarkawa, uh, we just completed going over um, the chapter of Isaiah, chapter 53, um, which was a prophecy about uh, some of the events. Actually, it was a prophecy about the crucifixion of uh, Jesus Christ uh, and what he was going to endure, what he was going to go through. And we were taking a look at it, remember, and this part of the series that we're going over right now is about eating the Passover unworthily um, and understanding what Christ went through and how Christ was the example for us. And that a lot of times we take so much offense to the things that we go through, and we take things very personal. We take things very, very personal. And in taking things personal, we feel vindicated, we feel justified when we take matters into our own hands. And we don't follow the example of Christ. And it kind of makes us hypocrites, uh, to be honest, brothers and sisters. It kind of makes us hypocrites that we can we be quick to point out the faults and the errors of others and really feel highly offended. And I'm not, I'm not right now, I'm not talking about how the nations treat us as Israelites. I'm not going into how, how white people treat us. I'm not going there because we never messed up in the first place after many admonishings, after many warnings by God and by the gradual um, uh, steps he had to take in punishing us to finally the most I had to unleash the so-called white man on us um, because of our rebelliousness, our hard-headedness, our, our stiff-neckedness, our, our arrogance to where it got to the point where the Most High had no other choice but to let loose the most wicked people, the most moralist people on the planet, next to ourselves, next to ourselves, that the Most High had to, had to give us a, a mirror, that nobody mirrors the Hebrew Israelites better than we, as much as we want to call them culture thieves or what have you, please. They are the mirror. The, the Edomites are definitely the mirror to us as Israelites. And selfishness and greed and self-righteousness and self-justification and arrogance. They are, they are the mirror to the nation of Israel. They are our, our mirror. So I'm not even going into that about um, their treatment of us. I'm not even going to deal with that. As much as I, I want to focus on how many times as we within the nation of Israel, Whereas the laws were given to us, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Where the law was given to us, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That those words were spoken to us, to the nation of Israel, to the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. And we totally ignored those teachings, those warnings. We totally ignored the voice of God that he literally spoke to it, that, remember, the entire nation of Israel, the entire 12 tribes of Israel, and coming out of Egypt, men, women, and children, we all heard the voice of God. There was no mistaking. There was no, no uh, 
Uh, it, it wasn't a fad. It, it wasn't a, a, a psychedelic uh, 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 mind trip, uh, psychedelic uh, drug-induced journey that we was on. We, the entire nation, heard the voice of God. There was no mistake. We heard the voice of God, and we ran like hell. We've been through that history already before, brothers and sisters. We ran like hell from the voice of God. We ran like 17 miles sprint trying to escape just God's voice on Mount Sinai. When God came and, and to Mount Sinai, we heard his voice, and we heard the Ten Commandments from God's voice. It wasn't a, 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 our imagination. It wasn't a thought in my head. It wasn't a, a ghost. We heard the voice of God, and it shook the earth. It ripped mountains apart. The thunders and the lightnings and the noise that, that was that was there, we felt the Ten Commandments, the God's voice in our bones. So there was no mistaking that it was the voice of God. So hearing the, the voice of God and the covenant that we, that we established with God at that particular time, the whole nation heard it. The whole nation heard it. Men, women, and children, old people, young people, deaf, blind, or dumb, on that day, we weren't deaf, blind, or dumb on that day. Now when he spoke, there was no mistaking who, who was speaking and what was going on. None at all. And, I, I, again, I'm relating all that to the fact that there's many times that we get to the point, regardless of that history that that, that we, we have in common, that we get to the point nowadays that we'll justify that for me going through what I'm going through, that and I'm the only one going through what I'm going through, so that justifies me treating people the way I treat people. I'm the only one going through what I'm going through, so that justifies me being cold, um, uh, non-caring, non-empathetic, uh, showing no empathy, showing no sympathy uh, of this being cold, because of the things that I've experienced, the things I've gone through, so we justify ourselves. And we don't look at and we don't consider what Christ went through, from the slander that Christ went through, that they slandered and lied on Christ so bad it literally put him to death. You can look at our reaction of just seeing somebody post something on Facebook, and you'll see Israelites lose their damn minds <coughs> off of a post on Facebook. You have, we have people, grown-ass people, in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, ready to go to war off of a Facebook post on Facebook, a social app that really should be used for teenagers, that really should be used for, for remember, the origins of Facebook was to what? Be able to share pictures with grandparents, with relatives, that's what Facebook was first set up for. But we'll get to the point where we will take it so personal that we're being slandered, that we're ready, people will be ready to go to war and kill one another, like it's like, like as if it's the Bible, as if it's true. And and we 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 will get so offended off of a Facebook post. 
that they're lying about me. They're talking about me. They're gonna they're gonna uh uh they, they they put this lie on Facebook for the whole world to see and, and, and take it that serious. Christ was slammed and lied upon to where it led to his death. And we actually want to, you can't compare, you cannot compare the two. But in Christ being slandered and lied upon to where it led, and being betrayed, yeah, his trust being a secret, um, being uh, his, his trust being violated, It led to his death. But we feel it because our trust gets violated. Because we 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 uh we be betrayed. People be lying on us. That that gives us the right to seek vengeance. That gives us the right to seek justification. That gives us the right to seek vindication. Off of a, a Facebook post, off of a text, off of something on social media. And we feel we have the right to feel offended. So you have family members that, because of these, these type of things, they won't speak to each other for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. You have family members that even at the the, the, the burial of, of, of a parent, an aunt, a cousin, an uncle, a niece, they're still holding beefs. They're still holding grudges. Not at all considering what Christ went through to give us the example of how to do things, of how to operate and how 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 uh What's the right way of behaving in these type of situations? So we went over that in Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, and we, we covered those, those aspects um, uh, this past Monday, and then we're going to move on from there. So after going through that, and we also went through a, a part of, of, of what led to that, I want to come back now. We're going to re- go over the story again, the history again, about Peter. And the, and the disciples confessing that Christ, that Yahweh Shai, Jesus Christ, Yahashua, Yeshua, um, uh, all of that is is the Christ. Now we're going to read the, the, the history that Matthew wrote down. All right, so now we're going to Matthew chapter 16, and we're going to read verses 13 through 19. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 16, and we're going to read verses 13 through 19. Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 19. Here we go, y'all. When Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And, we, 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 again, we covered this on Monday. Another brief recap. So Christ asked the disciples, and you go back and read the history and put all the, and put all this, the, chronology, the chronology together. It, it, it's deep. Um, it, it's deep. But I'm not going to take the time to do it now. It's going to take you much time. But here we have Christ asking the question, so who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Now, if you're not familiar with this part of the history that, that, that we're reading right now, uh, or the narrative of the story, where we're at right now, remember, from like Matthew, the 10th chapter, 
we read about Christ commissioning the 12 disciples. We do read about that, that, that he officially announced who the 12 disciples were going to be. But remember, he had many disciples. And we had also commission of the 70 disciples that were Christ students, along with the 12, and how they were commissioned to go two by two into every city that Christ was going to, be, that Christ was going to come, every city within the, the, the country of Israel at that particular time, to, where Christ was going to come and, and bring the gospel, where Christ was going to come and teach about repentance and give understanding about uh, the scriptures and also to ensure that we still understood that we still had to undergo the prophecies about us being kicked out of the land, but that there was going to be an opportunity for us to come back. There was going to be an opportunity for the nation of Israel, after the prophecies are being fulfilled, that in our repentance, that the nation of Israel is going to be able to come back and be restored by God, by his hand, that he is the Messiah. So he sent them out, and then they came back and was giving a report to Christ about what things that they experienced and, and going out. So there was a time that they left. The disciples left, and then they came back. All right? So Christ is not asking, cool, so y'all been out there? Y'all been doing this, that? And, and, and y'all have, you're going back to the cities you're from. You're going to these cities where you're from and, and bringing this gospel's message. I'm coming and, and reinforcing that and, 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 and teaching the same thing and getting people ready. So you have a connection with the people. It's not like you don't know the people. Like you're just total strangers come up in these places. You're going back to the places of, uh, that you grew up in. So as, you, as, as this is happening, and as I, I moved on, and y'all were still back there, who are people saying that I am? All right? Verse 14 now. So we're in Matthew chapter 16, verse 14. And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist. Some, Elijah, or Elias, and others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. So we, we did cover this on Monday. We get a little more detail, another perspective of, of, of this conversation, uh, and we, we covered this already. So they're believing that Christ is, the, the, the talk was in some places, oh, that's John the Baptist. He must be come, that's John the Baptist come back. He's a great prophet. Others say, no, that's Elijah. That's Elijah come back. Others are saying, no, he's Jeremiah. And others say, no, no, he's one, of the, he's one of the prophets. All right? Verse 15. He says unto them, but whom say ye that I am? Cool. So they're, they're having this conversation. And it wasn't just as quick as verse 14, just as we just read it within, this, within five seconds. No, they were having a conversation. He's getting a report from everybody, from all these disciples coming back, the 12 disciples coming back, and he's getting a report from them. So they're describing to him what, what was being said, how it was being said. You know, come on, this is black people. This is our people. You know that, 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 that there, was, there was all types of, uh, uh, <laughs> come on, you know we got to put a, a, a little salt to it. You know, we got, we got to put a little of, of, of our flavor to the conversation and, 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 and describe the situation about when this was said, he was John the Baptist, and, and, and no, over here when it was said, he's Elijah. When others said, no, uh, he's Jeremiah, one of the prophets, you know there had to be some type of explanation and some type of, of, of background and some type of, of lead-up to the story. Come on, we're Israelites. It's us, right? It, 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 it's us, people. Don't, please don't read this as, the, as if these are so-called white people come to talk to the white Jesus, and, and it's just vanilla. It's just bland. It's just, it's just uh, 
as if two AI robots talking to one another. Not, not, it's not like that at all. This was in a conversation. They're probably having dinner. Um, uh, uh, so there's food going around and drinking. Uh, they're conversating. All right? That it, it's a conversation going on amongst and, and everybody's relating their stories, relating what was happening, relating what's going on, talking about it. It's a talk. It's a conversation. So all this is going on. He's, he's receiving all this, hearing all this. They're hearing one another. You know, the laughing, the pointing out, the joking. Oh, you too? Oh, they, they were saying, oh, they say Elijah also? What? No, 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 no. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Man, we, we, we were in the temple. You were just going to finish teaching, and uh, we were leaving, and you just healed this person. You just healed this person, and everybody was like, man, how is this not Elijah? Because remember when, when, or Elisha, remember when Elisha, we read about Elisha, that he was dead. And even the, the, the damn Moabite, that the, the Moabite, his, the carcass of a, a Moabite fell into the, the, the grave of Elisha, and the nigga got up and lived. Not Elisha, but the dude got up and lived. So when you healed that person over here in, 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 in Joppa, you healed this person over here in whatever little small towns the disciples were from, that when they saw these type of things, man, yeah, they was like, man, that's got to be Elijah. And so like, you know how we're going to talk? You know that there had to be controversy. You know even within the cities, there had to be that, <laughs> that controversy about you're going to hear me say he's Elijah, and this is why. You know that barbershop talk. <laughs> It's gonna be loud. It's gonna be. It's, it's gonna be. We're gonna be heard. That we come on. It's us now. Christ is here with the disciples. It, all this is going down again. I'm trying to paint this history. I'm trying. I'm trying to paint this pictures so we can really relate to it. So we can we can really put some put put, put, put some skin on it. I really 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 let's let's get our, 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 our let's get our, our hands dirty. Let's get into this. So all this is going down, all this is happening. Cool, you know, we're laughing, talking, uh, getting all these topic descriptions. People interrupting one another, and they coming back having to finish the story and all this. And 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 as we're talking, the the, the conversation goes this way and it goes that way. All that's going on. Then Christ brings it back. All right, cool. I heard all y'all. Got y'all. But now, who do y'all say I am? I'm hearing all this and and the arguments about people said I might be John the Baptist. Why people said I might be Elisha or Elijah. Why people said I'm Jeremiah, one of the prophets. Cool. And, and, and all this is being related and talked about and, 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 and relived. Now he's saying to him, but whom say ye that I am? Verse 16. Matthew chapter 16, verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And that right there, you can imagine how, how quiet it might have gotten in the room. That after all the, you know, this revelry and all this, this, this living, reliving and retelling of, 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 of what was happening and how, how people said this and came up with this conclusion or what have you, they got, it must have got real quiet. Christ asked this question. And everybody's sitting back and thinking. Everybody's getting real retrospective, real, real, real rhetorical. Then from the silence, from the quiet, here Peter says something. Thou art the Christ the son of the living God. I can only imagine how, how, how that must re, 
uh, uh, what's the word? You know, when, when, when something reverbs, but the, the reverberates, uh, resonates throughout the room that they were in or the, or the hall where they, they was at. Now, you are the Christ. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. That's who you are. The Messiah. Verse 17. And how was I answered and said unto them, unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. Now remember, Peter's original name is Simon. All right, is Simon. When we research that word Simon in the Hebrew, the way we would say Simon in Hebrew is Shemaiwan. Yes, the, the same name that we have for Simeon, one of the 12 tribes of Israel. He was not Simeon of that tribe, but the way you would say Simon in, in the Paleo-Hebrew would be Shemaiwan, which means to hear, to listen. So his name, Peter's actual name, uh, he'll be addressed as, and, and his uh, official formal being addressed, would be Simon Bar-Jonah. Now, Bar here, actually we'll go up to the word Ban, which means son. And then you have Jonah. So the way that Peter would be recognized by his official name, his formal name, would be Simon Bar Jonah. If we're going to say that in the Pale of Hebrew, it would be Shemaiwan Ban Yahana. Because the way we would say Jonah in the ancient Hebrew would be Yahana. Same way we get to say the name John. All right? If we translate John into Pale of Hebrew, it would, that would be Yahana, which means he gives or gift to the Most High. There's different ways you, that, that, that it can come, up, come out. So here, Christ. Yahawashai of Nazareth, the son of Mary and Joseph, who has just been identified and announced as the Christ, the son of the living God. He is saying unto who we know as Peter, but being called by his formal name, Simon Bar-Jonah. So everybody knows who, he, who Christ is talking to. Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood have not re- revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Because Christ never went about announcing and saying that he was the Christ. Whenever we read in the New Testament, Christ always announced himself as the Son of Man. Do you know how humble that is to be you're, you're the Son of Man? you know how average that makes you? I know now we're used to because we read in, in the Bible now we capitalize Son of Man that we know it, it, it's a title, that it's something great. But think about it. It's the son of man. I'm like one of y'all. I'm, I'm everything that Moses said, that the Lord's going to rise up a prophet from among your brethren. He's going to rise up that person from among you. That when we go back and go through the, 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 the birth of Christ, that he, he was born just like everybody else, had a father, had a, had a mother. Joseph had sex took Mary's virginity and impregnated her with this body of who became Jesus Christ, of who became Shai. That the title of Son of Man, you can't be more average. He didn't announce himself as the Son of God. Go back and read. Go back and study. He always just himself the Son of Man. 
I am my father. He always gave, gave homage to the, to the Most High. Always acknowledged the Most High as the father. But as far as himself, I'm the son of man. I'm the son of man. I'm the son of man. I'm average. I'm one of y'all. I'm a brother. Don't call me elder. Don't call me this. Don't call me that. I'm the son of man. Man. I'm average. So here for him to address Simon, address Peter, and says, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. I never told you I was the Christ. I never told you I was the Son of the living God. But for you to be able to put this together, the only way you can put that together is if the Most High revealed that to you. Because Christ never went around with trumpets to make sure it was, it was that, that everybody knew his rep. That you got, do y'all know who I am? Look, niggas, I'm the H I'm the H N I C. Music from uh, uh, Ice Cube. I'm, I'm going back in the day a little bit. Ice Cube and, and the West Coast Connection. Bow down. Or run DMCs. Are you down with the king? Are you down with the king? He never rolled that way, y'all. He never rolled that way. That's why he, t- he was able to tell the disciples, learn of me. I am humble. Take my yoke upon you. I am humble and lowly. Learn of me. Don't be beating on your chest. <laughs> I'm just reminded of that. There's an there's a, there's a, uh, influencer on TikTok. He, uh, <laughs> the brother works out. That, that's what his whole life. He works out. And uh, he was like, you want a bigger chest? Duty. But when he starts his, every time he starts his, his, uh, his TikTok, I see my TikTok. He might be on other platforms. But I see my TikTok. And he comes on, and it's like like, like a monkey uh, a pose or a gorilla pose. And he comes in, and he winds up beating his chest. Boom, boom, boom. You want, you want, uh, you want a court like this? Duty! If, 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 y'all, if y'all are familiar with him. But he always got to beat his chest first when he comes on. And, like, he's got to spread wide. He's got to, like, his leg up in the air, uh, 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 kick to one side so that he, you see his wide, his body. You see the I – mean, and he's shredded. He has put a lot of time into working out. He's talking about, uh, you want a bigger chest? Then do these a uh, hundred, you know, different push-ups, at least a hundred. Do these. Um, uh, he's doing pull-ups and a different crazy position he gets in for pull-ups. You want bigger traps? You want bigger this? You want bigger that? Do these. And, and that, that's kind of his, uh, as being an influencer, that's kind of his, his shtick. But he, you know, pounds on his chest before he does something. This ain't how Christ rolled. This ain't how the Christ, that is not how he rolled. So when you don't roll that way, guess what? You don't take things personal. Verse 18, and I say unto thee, I say also unto thee, I'm in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, and it says, and I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Peter being the Greek word for stone. All right? That Peter, thou art my stone. I want to establish Peter's position. 
That's what, one reason I wanted to come here in Matthew chapter 16. I wanted to get 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 an insight and an overview into the position of Peter. The the, the, the significance. I mean, we, we we know we've heard through you know from being associated with church, even in cartoons, or whatever, um, that Peter's standing at uh, St. Peter's at, at at heaven's gate, and we're going to get into why they they they. Give him that 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 caricature, if you will, that as if Peter is actually standing at at the gate of heaven, and that you had to answer to Peter in order to get into heaven. I mean, it's 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 almost silly, but but that's where it's been it's been taken to. Uh, I want to establish how relevant and and the position of Peter, that Peter was one of the original twelve disciples, that Peter was with Christ from the beginning of his ministry. Peter, when we go back and do the research, and I was doing this yesterday, Peter, and there's no way I could read all this, but when you go back and check out the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia's entry about Peter, and I didn't check Wikipedia, but I did check that source there. And I also used the Smith Bible Dictionary. And there's just so much to read that I'm going to have time to really go through everything. But you're going to read about who, who Peter was, that uh, Peter and his brother Andrew and then James and John, they were all friends, right, even before they came into the ministry, even before they came into becoming the servants and, and not only becoming the disciples of Christ, but then becoming the 12 apostles, that they all were actually good friends um, uh, and in close proximity to one another, and that both their families were prominent fishermen fishing families uh, in the city they were from. And prominent, meaning they, they it described it in, in the um, uh, International Standard Bible Encyclopedia about Peter, that their business was so prominent that the, the thinking that Peter was like, uh, it was like some Gilligan's Island type of fisher, they didn't say this, but I'm, I'm putting my, my little twist to it now, that if you're thinking that Peter was just a fisherman, that, that he lived in a hut, uh, and we just go out and just fish, or and just all he had was like uh, a little canoe, or a little one-man outrigger. Um, no, they had a prominent business, uh, fishing business, and we know that James and John, who uh, became the sons of thunder, it describes them as having that their fishing business, their family-owned business, was so prominent uh, with their father and everybody else. They had employees. They had employees. And when Christ came and, 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 and summons them, they dropped everything and went with Christ. But it tells you that uh, and going through the history and doing, doing research, you know, doing, doing that study, y'all, doing that study, and wanting to get some of that behind the scenes, what led up to this and what led to this and why this or whatever, that Peter, his brother Andrew, and their friends James and John, they were actually disciples of John the Baptist first that they were actually disciples of John the Baptist first. So they were already getting familiarized with who the, looking for the Messiah. Remember, that was John the Baptist's purpose. That's what John the Baptist's job was, to prepare Israel for before the coming of the Lord. So and not knowing who Christ was, but knowing that the Messiah was going to come, and having been students 
of John the Baptist and of his ministry, that when Christ did come, that they, they transitioned from being the students of John the Baptist to Christ students. And that Peter was there. So just, again, getting some of this history or some of the background just behind Peter, right? Some of the, some of the, 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 the prequel, <laughs> getting some of the prequel about Peter. So for Christ said this here in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, and I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I want us to read all this. I'm not going to go into the details about, about these things just yet. Um, but for Peter to be given, that this is the position and the, the how do I say this, y'all? The uh, relationship that Peter had with Yahweh Shai. Now, we know that there was a disciple that Christ, that always had, had his shoulder, his head on Christ's shoulder, that there was such an intimate bond, uh, such a, a relationship and a friendship, that a disciple, this man could actually, that him and Christ were always known for hugging one another. That, when you think about it, that, that is mind-blowing. That is mind-blowing. And you know how, and the reason I'm going to say this, brother, I, I got to say this, I got to say this. Being fortunate enough to be, to, be, to be privileged, to be given a privilege to travel in what became or was known as the road crew under um, General Ariala, even though he never called himself general, um, and him traveling with the brother General Aharon and with the brother Kawakai, uh and their first travels coming outside of New York City officially um, to help establish the camp that became known as the, the Stream of Knowledge in, um, in Albuquerque and revisiting the camp that was already, uh, the classes that were already established in, in San Antonio, in, uh, in uh, Los Angeles, and then eventually coming, you know, to San Antonio, where we came to Sword of Truth, uh, to Oklahoma, uh, Albuquerque, then we already, but he, his works that already, already had in, in New York City. Yeah, and being part of that road crew, the official, uh, officially sanctioned by the elders or by the school or recognized by the school, understood by the school, of coming outside of New York City, leaving the West Coast and coming all the way out here for the first time, being a part of what became known as the road crew. There is, there, there, there's a, a relationship that gets created. That <laughs> I don't know how many times you might have there were no accommodations, so so people were were literally given the best accommodations that he, that they could possibly give, and we find ourselves sleeping in four grown-ass men, Ariella having, having, you know, five families, five wives with children back in New York City, 
Haran having uh, 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 two wives uh, in New York City and Brooklyn at the time, Kawakawa having left a career as a correction officer uh, with his house apartment, everything he had going on. But now you have these Ariella, Haran, Kawakawa, myself, these four men, we're in a kid's room. I'm literally sleeping down there up under a crib. That's all the room that, that can be afforded. These men have to get used to hearing me snore. From sleep apnea, what have you, they're hearing me having to put up with my snoring. We're getting up in each other's faces in our travels from the different cities that we went to uh, with morning breath. Uh, in Albuquerque, when we first got to, uh, when we first came back on our second trip to Albuquerque, and 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 the brothers that got to the school um, on 438 Virginia in Albuquerque, they had a, a room in, in the back set up for us. Literally, we had there was two bunk beds, two kids bunk beds, where Ariella and at this time it was Ariella couple called myself. We slept in these bunk beds, and sleeping in these bunk beds. We're men. He, he was in the bathroom. And there's not always being some Lysol or some disinfectant or some, some, some Febreze or some Glade. Nah, this, this is what it is. We worked out together. Being in California, Powanimi, Oxnard, California, literally going and running and doing uh, exercise on the beach, six miles, a three-mile run to the end of the beach, and then coming back doing either running, bear crawls, um, duck walks, or what have you. And then coming back and going through a, a workout in, in some guy's backyard there on Channel Islands Boulevard in, in Poanimi or Oxnard, California, being in the backyard, baking in that sun, you understand that there was a body odor created. There was a stench created. We were working out. Now I'm talking about some 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 hours of, of working out. We had to get accustomed and used to one another, and learn each other in ways that just going to a church, in ways that just going to a a, a classroom, you're not gonna know, you're not gonna understand, you're not gonna recognize. Uh, Kawakawa's favorite scent, I'm not sure if it, it still is now, but from back in the day, it was frankincense with baby oil. That was that was, that was Kawakawa. Frankincense with baby oil. Being there and watching, especially from, from in, in, in Los Angeles, seeing Ariella, whenever we went, to, we, we went to go teach, whether it was in the classroom, on the beach, whatever, seeing how Ariella, the preparation that Ariella put into perfecting his garment. It was like watching a, a, a king put on armor for a battle. And everything was done for a reason. Ariella was so particular in how he dressed and how he put things together. Everything was for a reason. Everything meant something. And and, 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 and going through some of the, the, the and going through some of the things that, 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 that we went through on the road crew, sharing the, uh, the sharing of meals together, 
when we first got to Los Angeles, being on Crenshaw and Slauson, we were out there, we were selling incense. From, we got the incense bundle. I'm talking about incense sticks. We were out there, along with the Muslims that were out there selling bean pies. Selling the final calls on the, on the corners. And for being out there, the money we made from selling incense, walking up and down the the the, uh, the, the car lanes at the at the red light, selling incense. That from that money that we made from that, generated from that, we would take that and go to a space, uh, one of our favorite places. It was called Arco Iris, and Arco Iris had had these these, uh, these Mexican fruit juices uh, that was produced. And we get these street tacos, and we only be able to get maybe three, three each, because that's from the money that we literally ate. Our, our, it was our daily bread. But the treat from our daily bread, that that's where we would go. We would get our Congress, and we can get a couple of street, those street tacos. That would be our meal that we were basically had, were allotted. And I remember having lived through this. We were allotted five dollars a day. Because everything else had to go into and putting putting fuel in in, in a gas tank, um, or, or or just I mean the bare minimum of stuff. Thank God we had through, through the Most High Christ. We had uh, families like Ricardo Bar and the Sister Samakaya, whose house we was able to stay at. They let us stay there. And this this was in in Oxnard, California. Um, sleeping in sleeping bags. Uh, that they provided the best they could, but and then Samakaya, uh, the meals that she put together to show us appreciation for being there and, and doing the teaching of whatever. These are some things that 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 if you never experienced these things, you you you, you there's a connection missing. There's an element missing, and I'm I'm relating all things these things right now. And trying to paint this picture about the relationship that Peter had and the disciples had and the trials and things they did with Christ. The, the type of bonds, the type of things that, 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 that was taking place that was going on. And now for Christ to, to, to announce what he's announcing to, to Simon Peter, to Simon by Jonah Peter, to Shemaiwan von Yohanna. It was it was uh, in the element of what was going on. Now we're going to read on. I know my two hours has expired. I'm going to keep reading. And for those that, that might be just listening to the the class on, um, uh, you didn't call into the show, but you might have been listening on the radio or, or you to the the, the not the radio, the computer. You might just click, click the link. At the end of two hours, the the they do cut you off. At the end of two hours, they do cut you off. I'm about to start announcing that in the beginning of the class also. They will cut you off if you're only listening through the link, live through the link. But if you call in or if you, uh, or if you come back to the archive show, the archive show, obviously the class will continue, and you'll be able to keep listening and receiving more that way. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep continuing with this class. What I want to do is we're, we're going to go to First Peter chapter 2, and we're going to finish this, and then I'm, 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 I'm going to uh, – I'm going to end this class with that and pick this up tomorrow on Thursday. But with 1 Peter chapter 2, I hope 
that, that I've been able to paint the picture enough for us to see or to establish beyond just words on a paper, <clears throat> beyond just words on a paper, some of the more uh, detailed, some of the more relatable realities of the relationships that were established, that these were real men, these were real people, our answers, our people, it, was, it, really, it really is us. That's one reason why, for those that are still listening, the reason that we do kind of stress so much about the color, even though it's not really about the color, but we had to go there, from the whitewashing, and I got to go here, I'm, I, from the whitewashing that has, we've experienced for the past 400 years here in the Americas, about the people of the book of the Bible. And from the, the, the white supremacy has been established that, and when I say that, this, it's not, that's not to be inflammatory, but our concept and our minds have been so conditioned to only see white people as the image of perfection, white people being the image of, of the king of the mountain, that a lot of times it's still hard for us to relate the things of the Bible to ourselves and to reality. That we still, that the condition was, has been so deep and so purposeful that a lot of times it really is hard for us to relate to what we're reading about in the Bible. To a lot of us, we don't like to read. It's hard to relate. And then when we do relate to things that we read about in the Bible and the history, it's still it's still tainted with the perspective that it's white people. So when we go and we have to teach and we keep emphasizing things like the color of the people of the Bible, it's just trying to erase the stain that's been left that we always want to relate the Bible, relate the Bible to white people. And relate the Bible to white people that we want to that when we read these conversations, very bland, very vanilla, very, very unseasoned, that all we're left with is still a very religious, um, sterile perspective. That it, 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 it's, it's not how we talk. It's not how we relate. And when we come back and we look at our people, the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel, we speak in metaphors. I'm talking about just, just regular lay people. I'm just talking about people of, of our nation that don't even know that we're Israelites. But we, we have a slang that we use. We have a vocabulary that we use. We have a, a, and you catch the spirit of what, what, what each other is talking about. We have, we have a communication that is not so by the book. We have a communication that is not so literal, especially if you go around the Native Amer- so-called Native Americans, that, that there's a way we talk, a way we, we, we speak. There's a, a look that we can give one another that we all know what's going on. That, that's why, you know, with, with hip-hop, you, have, you know, when hip-hop is underground, before it got commercial, when it was underground, 
The reason it was underground because it was a communication code just among us that with hip-hop that everybody that lived in a ghetto, especially in, in North America, we could all relate to. We all understood the stories. We understood the spirit, the atmosphere, the 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 the. If it was the rage, if it was the, we understood where each other was coming from, without it being some literal words. We understood each other's plight. Not even just with hip hop, like I'm saying with the blues. That there is a way that in the music, going back to the blue, going back to jazz, how do you communicate what you're going through and there's no words to the music? How does that get communicated? Soul music, jazz. How do you communicate what you're feeling and what you're going through, whether it's elation, whether it's something sensual, whether it's something um, upbeat, uplifting, whether it's something thoughtful? How do you do this with no Words. How do you do this and there's been no academic training? How do you get on the instrument and you just play it by ear? No one told you what this scale is. No one taught you what, what this scale or, or is A flat, B flat, or C, whatever, C minor. No one told you that. It was a feeling. There's a soul that gets translated, that comes across. There's a spirit to it. Not a spirit as far as some witchcraft, whatever. There's a a feeling to it. There's a soul to it. There's something to it. Brothers and sisters, Think about how David wrote all the Psalms. And remember, the word psalm, P-S-A-L-M-S, the word psalm means hymn. And what's the hymn? It's a song. So we go back now and we read the Psalms, but we read it without the music. So now we read it and there's words on the paper. There's words in a book. And from all the whitewashing that's taken place over over the, the centuries, we read it like they're sonnets. Understand? Go back and 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 and, and why why did Tupac have such an influence on young black America in the way he in the way he did? He was considered a poet, no different than David. But there was a way, and there was a, there, there was a message in his music. There was a message in his writing. There was a message in his communication that transcended the, just the words. You felt his, you felt him when he came out with "Dear Mama." When he came out with, with "Brenda's Got a Baby," that was one of the first, first from his first album. Brenda's got a baby. I remember the first time hearing that. It damn it 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 it, 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 it touched you in so many ways. 
the picture that was painted, it could be felt. It wasn't even a picture that was painted. It was a picture that was relived. Everything he was saying, it's like you were right there and you knew somebody personally, intimate, close, that lived that same thing. It could be felt. That's where jazz comes from. That's where the blues comes from. Remember, a lot of the music that was used in hip-hop, it was taken from jazz music, from rhythm and blues, rhythm and blues, from funk, which goes back to rhythm and blues, which goes back to jazz. It could be felt. And then there was a, a, another communication besides just the words. That's soul music. So when we come back, and I know I'm going through this a little extensive, but when we come back now and we do kind of stress, and we don't kind of, when we do stress and we have to reemphasize the color of the people of the Bible and to be melanated, that's not to exclude light-skinned Israelites or light-skinned people. That really is not to exclude them at all as much as it's to, to try to erase, again, that stain that's been imprinted in our minds, in our spirits, in, in our perceptions, that the people of the Bible, that they would communicate the way white people communicate. That, that it, it's hard now to put the, the, the words of the, of the book into what would be real-life practical conversations, real-life conversations between our people. There's a lacking in intimacy. There's a lacking of soul. There's a lacking of 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 of, of understanding. I'm getting to the heart of what was going on, and then we try and get into the uh, the we we try and get technical like white people. Again, when we go into the definitions, when we use the definitions, I don't use the definitions to be like a white person. I use definitions to try and help us understand the spirit of what was being conveyed and what was being said and why this word, come on, think about slang. Think of, think about uh, how we use slang. Why is this word used over this word? If we, if, if, if we go back to some early days of, of hip-hop, um, Michael Jackson, I'm bad. All right, Cool. You're saying I'm bad, Oscar, but why, why use the word bad? If you're going to be a direct little translation, why not say uh, I'm elevated? I'm superior. I'm, I am more excellent than you. But why is the word I'm bad? L Cool J, I'm bad. Why is that word used, and in what way is it being used? So when we go back, and I'm using definitions when I'm bringing down the scriptures, it's not to be this technical, literal white person with a white person understanding. I'm using definitions, and that's why I will be very specific in a definition that we might read and why we won't go with the first definition. Might not go with the first six definitions. But we want to go with this definition, that this definition fits what's going on at this time for what's being conveyed at a particular time. 
that we're using a definition and trying to convey the 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 you know I'm not lack of words trying to convey the, the the feeling the spirit the atmosphere the environment of what was going on of what was happening in this conversation between two people or this conversation between this person and and this crowd or whatever was going on that 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 if you will that emotional motivation that emotional connection of what of what was happening what was going on and no it, it it's not technical so we went through all that we went through in 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 this, in this part of the class I want to continue now with, in dealing with Peter. Now that we, hopefully that we've established something with Peter and get an understanding about the relationship and an insight, just a peep at of what Peter's uh, position was and, and what was uh, the impact, all right? Now, when I was doing my studies, brothers and sisters, when I was doing my studies, and y'all, it's open, y'all can do the same thing. But in doing my studies, for Christ to just announce what he announced about Peter, giving to Peter the keys to the kingdom of heaven, even though all the disciples were there and everything, and, and that key, Peter was going to be the first, he, that it was going to be established on him. And we know that Peter was the first one to go to uh, uh, Cornelius. Outside of the teaching of, of, of the nation, of the land of Israel, after Christ uh, 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 died and resurrected, that Peter was the first one to go to the Gentiles. And he was the first one. Then after him uh, uh, was, was Paul, and then the rest of the disciples kind of spread forth from there. But it was Peter was the first one. Peter was the first one to now take this to the 12 tribes outside of the land of Israel. He was the first one. Um, and, and he confirmed uh, and went back and, and, and did some traveling with Paul, uh, came back and did traveling with, with, with James and John as the heads of the church, the heads of, of uh, as the leaders and elders of, of, of Christ's apostles and Christ's disciples to, to confirm a lot of things that, that, was, that became taught, to confirm a lot of things that was passed on to him from Christ, from his position with Christ. He went and, and reestablished and reaffirmed a, a lot of things, all right? So with that understanding, if we go back and, and look at Peter's education, scholars have, 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 have discerned how Peter spoke according to what Peter wrote and compared them to Paul's writings and looking at where Paul's background came from. Paul came from being a student of uh, a teacher by the name of Gamaliel. When you go back and do the research about Gamaliel, to be taught at, at the knees or the hands of Gamaliel, that would be comparable today to somebody getting uh, uh, an education from at Cambridge or Oxford universities compared to a city college, compared to an online college. That to be, at the, to be a student of Gamaliel would be as if you got a, a Rhodes Scholarship to study at Oxford, to study at Cambridge. You know, the Ivy League universities of the Ivy League universities, the, the top universities of the universities. That's who Paul 
received his education from. When they go back and analyze Peter's education, Peter was a very, was a, was considered a commoner, a very blue collar type of person, and then they compare his writing and speaking that Peter would be compared to having barely a third grade education if he's going to put it on a scale. If you can put it on a scale, Peter would be compared to having like a third grade education compared to Paul's education being from as if he was like from a Stanford, well not Stanford, from a Cornell, even Cornell, Cambridge or Oxford. But that Peter was one of the eyewitnesses of having actually been with Christ. Matter of fact, it tells you that. It tells you that. Let me let me um, let me find this scripture real quick. I mean, it wasn't part of my class, but as we're doing this talking and mapping, uh, L E A R and learned men. Um, well, we're going to Acts chapter four, verse thirteen. Let me see if I'm going to start about this. Um, Don't to the point. When we come back and read Acts chapter 4, verse 13, this is right after, after um, the, uh, a, a council, and Peter said, I have explained some things. We're getting straight to the point of Acts chapter 4, verse 13. It says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, now Peter being the one Christ just gave the keys to the kingdom of heaven, John being uh, his good friend, They'll both be fishermen, and they're both being, being apostles of Christ. So Acts chapter 4, verse 13 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, that they, they, these were not academic giants. They were not of the school of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They were not lawyers. They were unlearned and ignorant. It says, reading on, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. That, no, y'all weren't learned. Y'all, ain't been, y'all didn't get this from, from no academics. Y'all aren't able to say and do what you're doing because you got a degree, because you 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 got so many hours of uh, being at this accredited school that now you're qualified by because of this piece of paper to now be a teacher or to expound or to whatever. No, it was completely understood that these were not they they were unlearned and ignorant men. They didn't use big multi-syllable words. This is Peter and John. They didn't use, uh, uh, if you want to say, proper grammar. That's not how. That's not how Peter rolled. That's not how they, how they got down. But they understood that these men had been with Yahweh Shai. They had been with Christ. That they actually could speak this way. It wasn't considered beastly. It wasn't considered uh, uh, thuggish. That's not the case at all. 
So, again, I hope I'm doing a, a decent job or an okay job at trying to relate about who Peter was and, and the significance of Peter and that he had been with Christ. And that now you would think from being with Christ, a question might come up, why does Paul write so much in the New Testament? Why is so much of what we have what's called the New Testament, most of Paul's teachings and letters, and that basically we only have First and Second Peter, and then we have Mark. And the reason I say Mark, Mark was not an actual disciple of Christ. Mark was actually a disciple of Peter. And when we have the Gospel of Mark, Mark just wrote down all the teachings and all the things he got from Peter. But Peter didn't actually write it. Peter didn't actually write the book of Mark. And the research that I was doing, the only book Peter actually wrote himself was First Peter. And that most likely he had Mark or somebody else write Second Peter. I just thought that, that that was kind of amazing. And that everything that people think and built up and, 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 and been made and conditioned to think about the Bible and, and great people of the book, you go back and do the real research and get the histories and everything, that Peter, the stone, the one that God gave, Christ gave the keys to the kingdom of heaven, would be equivalent to a man who had a third-grade education, a blue-collar worker. And the only writing we really, that, that, that we actually have from Peter, from him himself, is First Peter, to actually put uh, pen to paper with First Peter. That Mark was Mark writing down all the things that he learned from Peter, where he had the book of Mark. Um, and Second Peter being from what Peter dictated to Mark to write down for him. So, First Peter chapter 2. I'm going to start verse 19. And again, now I want to also get the reflection of the example that Christ left about after being slandered, lied about, even put, betrayed, violated, and put to death, being tortured. Now, how he went through all that without complaining. And giving, giving Peter the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Let's read First Peter chapter two, we're going to read verses nineteen through twenty-five. First Peter chapter two, verses nineteen through twenty-five. It says, "For this is thankworthy, if a man for conscience toward the Most High, toward God, endure grief, suffer wrongfully." It says, "If a person is going to be thanked, and this is from Peter, that had." such a relationship with Christ that it was necessary for this to be written down. That same man of Christ said, I give to you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. That from that guy, Peter, Shemaiwan Ban Yahana, for this is thankworthy. If a man for conscience toward the Most High endure grief, suffering wrongfully, like what he witnessed with Jesus, with Christ. Christ suffered wrongfully. 
From Isaiah chapter 50, we know he went through what he went through and didn't deserve that. That if, you, if we're going to say the punishment don't fit the crime, for what Christ got punished for did not fit the crime at all. For, for the life of Christ, there was no crime. Verse 20, for what glory is it that when ye be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently? Said, so why should you a man glory or get a pat on the back or a good job that if you did something wrong and you get buffeted, and buffeted means actually hit. You get struck because you did something wrong. Remember, the scripture tells us in, in, in Proverbs, it said, a rod for a fool's back. I mean, a rod was like a stick, a cane. You do something stupid, you got hit. Like, like when, when, when we were the French and somebody did something stupid, you, you, you peeled your glove off and slapped somebody upside the head for being stupid? Stupid is and stupid does? If you got hit or struck for doing or saying something stupid, and you took it patiently, you're supposed, you messed up. You did wrong. That's nothing for you to be patted on the back about. That's nothing for, for a person to be praised about. You messed up and got corrected by, by whatever happened, and now you want some credit for at least you didn't? Come on. And this comes from the man who watched Christ get crucified. This comes from the man, remember, Peter was the same one that when, when Malchus and the soldiers from Caiaphas came, the Jews, the Israelites that came that took Christ in the first place, Peter took his sword out and cut Malchus's ear off. Peter being right there the whole time until it got so bad that he was accused of being with Christ that he denied Christ. But Peter being right there, Peter being one of the first apostles that Christ appeared to after the resurrection. Verse 20, for what glory is it that when ye be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently? But if, when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. Let me pull this up. First Peter. Chapter 2, verse 20. Let's look at the word patiently. Patiently. And I'm reading from the Webster's, 18, just Webster's, that's it. Excuse me. Not the Miriam Webster. But just the Webster's, the Webster's 1828 Dictionary. Um, patiently is an adverb. Patiently, with calmness or composure, without discontent or murmuring. Submit patiently, and the example he gives, submit patiently to the unavoidable evils of life. Definition number one, with calm and constant diligence as to examine a subject patiently. Definition number two, from Webster's 1828, not the Merriam-Webster's, but just Webster's 1828, I'm in definition number two. 
without agitation, uneasiness, or discontent, without undue haste or eagerness, as to wait patiently uh, or more fav- for, for more favorable events. And let me get this here. And let me do this, brothers and sisters. Not this one here, but I want. Let's get the word patient. Let's have the word patient. And then we're going to get patience also. So patient. From, again, the Webster's 8020 Dictionary. Um, we have patient. Uh, from that word, uh, uh, patience. Having the quality of enduring evils without murmuring or fretfulness. So the root word of, of patient uh, patiently being patient. And definition number one, having the quality of enduring evils without murmuring or fretfulness, sustaining afflictions of body or mind with fortitude, calmness, or Christian submission to the divine will. And I love how it says here the Christian submission, to, to submitting to God's will the same way Christ did. to endure evil without murmuring or fretfulness, to sustain affliction of body or mind with fortitude, with calmness. Uh, Do we have anything else here? Definition number two, not easily provoked, calm under the sufferance of injuries or offenses, not revengeful. Are we hearing this, brothers and sisters? So if you be buffeted for your faults, you take it patiently. First off, you messed up. You're supposed to be, take it patiently anyway because you messed up. You did wrong. But now if you do well and suffer for it and you take that patiently, that is acceptable with the Most High. This is Peter talking. This is Peter warning, teaching us. Verse 21, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. For even hereunto were ye called. Are, are we listening? For even hereunto were we called. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Verse 22 who did no sin, neither was there guile found in his mouth. Who, verse 23, who when he was reviled, reviled not again, when he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. His own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live without, live unto righteousness. By whose stripes ye are healed. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd 
and bishop of your souls. So we're gonna get, we're gonna end this with, end this right here. I know I, went, I, def, I definitely went over time. I did go over the time. We'll end this right here, and we're gonna pick up on this tomorrow. Uh, we're gonna recap, and we're gonna pick up on this tomorrow. Um, but I did want to make sure we did get established the relationship of, of Peter, and for him to be teaching us this and sharing this with us and giving us this, where he's coming from and what authority he has to be able to say this, that he was an actual eyewitness to these things, and then he himself lived the same things, that he himself was crucified. But he said that he was crucified upside down because he didn't feel himself worthy enough to be crucified right side up the way Christ was. That he was martyred. That he was put to death. And following the shepherd, the bishop, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Yahweh Shai. So with that, brothers and sisters, thank you for, for, for enduring this year. Hopefully you was able to get something out of this. Hopefully it, that, that, that it, it was uh, uh, edifying to, to, to some point. Uh, again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, please join us again tomorrow, all right, here on uh, the, the ISBHPK uh, Bible Talk podcast. Please join us again tomorrow um, where we will continue with uh, Christ the Passover uh, as we go with this, uh, continuing in, 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 in this study that we're doing. Uh, please do not forget to check out, today is Wednesday, so uh, for all the classes, whether it's uh, ISBHBK Houston, ISBHBK Virginia, ISBHBK uh, Rochester, whether it's uh, ISBHBK San Antonio, everybody's having a class. Well, I take that back. I just I just told a fib. Houston has class tonight. San Antonio has class tonight. And yeah, because Tuesday and Thursdays is is Norfolk and Rochester. So for today, ISBHBK San Antonio, ISBHBK uh, Houston are definitely having class tonight on you on YouTube. Uh, you can join them live uh, to be to be able to watch and, and partake in the class as they as they present the YouTube classes, uh, please check them out. Right? If you can, if you're in, in the areas, go to the school. Go congregate. Go let, go let the brothers uh, breathe the word of God, breathe that life into you. All right? So with that, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, my name is Mashaba. For ISBHPK uh, Bible Talk Podcast, I would like to say shalom. Sure.